All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Uh, how, are, all, how are things in New York City? It's going good, man. Going good. So it's uh, hot as fuck there. We had a heat index of over 100 here the other day. I decided to mow the lawn in that. And when I got done, I looked like I just finished taking a shower. It was fucking insane. Well, I don't think temperature-wise it's been too bad here. What's been going on is it's been it's been doing the thing where it just rains a little bit and then it's muggy most of the day. Oh, I fucking so, hate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not as hot as it could be, but you go outside and just because of that humidity, you're just instantly drenched in sweat. Like, it's not even that you feel that hot. You're just sweating constantly. Yeah, that sucks balls. Like, I think we've talked about this in the past, but, you know, everyone it talks about the difference between a dry heat and a humid heat. And uh, fucking when I went to Kuwait, that was the worst I have ever felt because there it was like 120 degrees plus humidity of like, you know, 70, 80, 90 percent on the coast, by the ocean, not inland where it was all desert. But still, like you think Kuwait, you just think desert, but you forget that it's it's surrounded by ocean in, in certain areas. And and holy shit, it was awful. It was oppressive. It was. It was like moving through soup, invisible soup. I fucking hated yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's just pretty bad when you when, when you get around the water over there. I mean, it's it's bad enough when it gets it. Actually, I I would almost prefer that to when it's really dry and windy. A- after a certain point, because after you reach about one twenty, what starts to happen is you think the air would help you, but it actually hurts because what what happens is the air is not strong enough to cool down like the wind isn't strong enough to cool down the air is oh, what so i'm saying just get hot wind yeah yeah it's it's like you're standing next to a furnace in a heat wave trying to cool down does nice. that make sense yeah it's like a convection oven with a fan yeah yeah the, it was just the wind is is not cooling it down it's just it's still really fucking hot and you, you get blisters from it like it's it's bad well we have uh, flood warnings here until Oh, maybe they just ended, but we had them overnight, and I went, I walked to the gym this morning, and there's a little tiny creek that runs through North Liberty, and uh, when I walked by it this morning, all the grass and reeds, eight feet on either side of the bank, were just flattened, meaning that's how far out of the little riverbed, creek bed, the water uh, spilled last night. So we had some pretty intense thunderstorms. So eight, you know, 16 feet wide overall on something yeah. that's normally two feet wide. So we're, we've been going from heat to thunderstorms here. That's crazy, man. But listeners don't care about that. Listeners want no, to no. know what we're talking, what we're thinking these days. And uh, my favorite thing happened a couple days ago. I think it was on Monday. Uh, I don't remember, but it happened. Have you been following the Olympics at all? Not really. No, I don't like the Olympics. Why not? It's just I, I, I don't care about these sports. Like for one thing, I'm not a big sports guy in general. Right. But uh, the Olympics are basically sports that ain't really sports. They're just sort of aspect of, of shorts of sports. I mean, Doug Stanhope actually had a really good bit about this. Right. Like it, it's not running. Or throwing a ball and catching it all together. It's like, no, we're just going to have running, and then we're going to have a shot put where you just throw it. And No, no one catches it and runs. Those are all different sports themselves. It's like, no, I, you wouldn't watch it if it wasn't for the whole, 
oh, it's countries competing against each other. I just, I, I don't care. I get that. Okay, I never looked at it that way, but I agree with you on those sports. Like, I would never watch uh, shot put or javelin because you're right, I don't care about those. But there are team sports, like you have a water polo, which is insane, the amount of athleticism it takes to swim and play fucking throw a ball into a goal. Um, oh, I'm not yeah. saying that a lot of that, that, that stuff no, 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 doesn't I, take a high level of athleticism. I'm just saying it's not interesting to watch. Oh, I'm saying some are not interesting to watch. I'm agreeing with you with like shot putting, but I'm saying there are others that I find interesting. Yeah, I'll give you water polos at least. I mean, it's, it's a lot better than people running in a straight line. It's, yeah. There's definitely some of them that are kind of interesting, but even, even the ones where it is a lot of stuff like, okay, basketball, can we use our best players? No. You gotta, you know, you gotta just use. It's like, what the fuck? Why don't I just watch the NBA? We can no, use the NBA players now. That, that happened in '92, dipshit. <laughs> we, I think we, I'm, I'm, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, we, we I, lost. yeah, in '92. Okay, we did it in '92. We've been doing it ever since then. We We've lost, been doing it ever since then. Are you lost, sure? I, yeah, we lost gold once and said never again. Never again will we lose gold. And ever since the first Dream Team, and I think it was 92, I could be wrong. Really? Uh, I thought we only did, I thought we did the Dream no. Team like two years, and then, and then we didn't do it anymore. No, we, it's, well, the problem is NBA, the Dream Team was all the biggest names where we said we need gold, so like Magic right. Johnson, all, but uh, now, like, he didn't do it this year, but he did it a couple times. LeBron can go. Anybody from the NBA can go. It's just that most of the superstars choose not to. Or really? they go when they're really young and they get an Oscar or an Oscar. What the fuck am I saying? They get a, an Olympic gold and then they don't go back. But I'm 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 almost positive. Now you're making me question it. But I am. Yeah, because they have an NBA coach down there coaching it right now. And I've seen a couple of the players uh, that I recognize. I don't even follow the NBA, but I recognized a couple of the names. No, I don't. Well, yeah, because I remember the fucking the, the dream team. Yeah, because and that then was, there was when all the biggest names were. That would be right. like if, uh, now he could go, but that would be like if Steph Curry and LeBron James and, uh, oh shit, I can picture him. But if, if they all, they could all go, but if they all did go, that would be another dream team. Now it's just NBA guys. You're looking it up now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm curious. Well, see, the thing I like about the Olympics is the thing I... We just leave it on here as background noise because it's just sort of neat. Um, I think just watching people that train and e even if it is boring, running in a straight line or, I mean, these are people that are fucking dedicated. These are, these are people that, you know, they have no social life because all they do is get up and train, train, train. And uh, I guess what I was going to bring up is I liked what happened. I think it was Monday night. Um, did you hear anything about Chad Leclo? I can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Chad Leclo. Uh, the South African swimmer. Well, uh, apparently Jake did not hear of it.
Yeah, that's what happens when you text and try and Skype at the same time. Oh. Jake doesn't know how to work his phone. Do-da, do-da. No, no, no. It's uh, my, my Wi-Fi just went crazy there for a second. It just shut off. Ah. Did you hear what happened Monday um, with, I can't, uh, Chad LaCloy, uh is... It sounded like you had something caught in your throat there. What's the guy's last name there? Exactly. Chad LaCloy. Oh, LaCloy. Uh, oh, yeah, that guy. I heard, I heard about that guy. No, I, I actually didn't. Whatever. Oh, it was great. Uh, apparently, he beat Michael Phelps in a race several years ago. And so they have video of him. He's been taunting Michael Phelps ever since beating him in the race. And so they went against each other head-to-head the other night. And the guy didn't even make it bronze you know Phelps won gold um and Phelps was just ignoring him the entire time he was taunting him and trying to you know piss him off and get in his face and just dancing in front of him and just being generally cocky and Phelps just destroyed him yeah there's a beautiful picture like my wife saw it while it was happening we were watching the race and she literally shouted like did you see he just looked at him and I'm like no and but of course everything's filmed so there's a picture of it he actually this the Chad guy during the race looked over at Phelps as he was losing and just, you're like, he's got to be thinking, fuck. But it's just such a beautiful moment where the guy that talks shit and acts like an asshole gets the shit kicked out of him. I, 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 that's why you watch the Olympics, is to watch cocky, arrogant fucks get beat. <laughs> yeah, it, you never want to be that guy, man. You never want to talk shit and then lose. Because then only your own like country is going to be behind you. And even then some of them are going to be like, you're a fucking dick, man. Like if, if Michael Phelps for some reason was, was, was over there talking shit to people like, Hey, Italian guy, fuck you. You know, I'd be kind of like, Oh, all right, dude. I know we technically were shit out onto the same piece of ground or whatever, according to boundaries and stuff, borders, but you're, you're a fucking dick, dude. Like, I, I, I don't care that his shit sounds like gibberish to me. You're, you're an asshole. I hope he fucking beats you and then yells a bunch of cocky vowels in your general direction. That's what I hope happens. Yeah, and Phelps did do that, which I thought was a little much. When he won, he, you know, raised, like, number one finger and, you know, ch- you know d- called for the crowd to cheer a little more, which I was like, all right, dude, win with some class. Uh, you, you can be classy in victory also. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I guess I read a couple interviews where when they were interviewing Chad, all he did was insult Phelps. Well, that wasn't supposed to happen. I hate it when shit just starts playing uh, on your computer just because you're on a website. See, who's, who's mashing buttons now, man? I didn't. That's the whole thing. I didn't touch anything. It just it started playing on a browser I had open on a that, tab. See, that sounds like some shit a button masher would say to cover, try to cover his <laughs> tracks, man. That's that's what I'm hearing right now. A whole lot of the glove didn't fit on your end. Messiest fucking podcast ever. Jake losing uh, Wi-Fi, me having... Either way, so Chad was saying uh, he was insulting Phelps, and when they asked Phelps what he was thinking, he's like, I was just focused on what I had to get done. And it's like, that's the attitude you need. You don't worry about the other guy. Just focus on what you have to do. That's true. I mean, I sort of do see that whole kind of gamesmanship thing where it's like, I don't know, the, the Muhammad Ali talking shit, which probably would have annoyed me at the time. It's like, why, why, why are you saying all this stuff to Joe Frazier, man? You're, you're a fucking dick. I hope he knocks you out. But I, I get that, okay, maybe it, it draws interest to the sport. 
I mean, I sort of get that, like, okay, I'm going to be the bad guy, the wrestling bad guy, an Andy Kaufman kind of character, and, and, and it's going to uh, interest people. So I, I sort of get it a little bit, I, I, I guess, but I'm still going to root against you. But you got I suppose you got to be able to back it up, like you say. I mean, if, if you're going to do it, you better fucking win, because when you, when you talk shit and don't even, even end up on bronze, yeah, oops. Yeah. That's just crazy, man. Okay, so it's Sunday night. I've already posted and deleted the podcast because when I posted it, I, I took a look at it, and then there was a big gap in the sound wave. So I pressed play, and that gap was silence. So I opened up the podcast audio files, and there were uh, just missing files, three minutes of silence. So what happened is, right after Jake just said it's crazy, he brought up Donald Trump telling Second Amendment people to take out Hillary Clinton. And he said that was, I, I don't remember exactly, but what happens is, um, I don't know how that file got deleted, probably a mistake, it had to be a mistake, but we're going to transition right back into me in a second, and now we're talking about Donald Trump and crazy shit he says. So I'm sorry about that, and uh, pay attention because... You're jumping right into the middle of the conversation now. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I, I think my favorite quote happened after that. You, you like that one. Uh, mine is that he called Obama the founder of ISIS. And when <laughs> someone tried to correct him and say, you mean that Obama's policies have kept ISIS popular and uh, he created ISIS via you know drone strikes and Trump doubled down. Did you see that? He said, no, no. I mean what I say. He literally founded ISIS. He, you know... See, all he would have to do is take out the O. If he just toned his shit down a bit, it made him a little... You could just say, Barack Obama funded ISIS. It's like, yeah, he did. In the beginning, you know, like the CIA was kind of funneling weapons to the rebels. And it turned out some of the Syrian rebels were kind of dicks. And, yeah, just literally take out the O... And I'd be like, yeah, he's got a point there. Uh, the the yeah, foreign policy. Or, or just talk about drone strikes. Say that, you know, the, the military right. uh, policy, it pisses them off and it drives people to ISIS. Yeah, that's all you need to no, do. No, he can't, so he my can't make is that when, message, though, because he's all about, I'm going to shit on all of Islam. And basically what the drone strikes do to kind of be used as propaganda against us. He, he does too. Like he's talking about, oh, we need to bomb their families and all this. So he can't take that message. He has to go the other extreme where he's like, yeah, they were hanging out in harems together, him and the leader of ISIS. And it's, it's insane, man. It's, it's, it's nutty. It's beyond insane, especially because uh, I, I heard the quote of the guy, I can't remember his name, trying to correct him, trying to say, you, you mean that he, you know, like, like we've already said, you, the drone strikes, and, and Trump literally, like, no, no, I mean what I said. And it's, it's, it is beyond insane. And here's the worst part, is I know a couple people that support Trump, and, and I, I insult them constantly, because there's no, you can't reason with these people anymore. Did you? Oh, we've talked about this in the past. We talked about the the Triumph uh, special. Regarding oh yeah, that's election. great. You seen that yet? Well, did you see the the Triumph uh, as he the focus group uh, on Trump supporters? I, I it's been a while since I watched it, but I watched that whole thing. Yeah, I mean it. it okay, it I don't was know if this was new. 
I don't know if this is new or if it was a part of it, but they took some Trump supporters into a focus group and they showed them fake advertisements uh, to get their feedback. Now, they, they uh, the, the, it was uh, polling where they weren't trying to challenge them or say, why do you believe this? It was literally, okay, you support Trump. Let's show you some ads that he's made to see if we should release these to the general public or if we should tweak them. Oh, that's or great, Or let's get man. your feedback. I don't and think so I did see that of, one. I saw him do similar shit, but... Uh, oh, it was fucking beautiful. So one of the ads was... Uh, and they, they got a Trump impersonator to do the voiceover, and you could tell it wasn't Trump, but they bought into it because it was a guy just... He sounded good, but, you know, it wasn't Trump, but he would... So this is what we're going to do. Everybody knows Mexicans are a problem. So what we're going to do is we're going to take porta-potties to areas where Mexicans congregate. And as he's saying that, the visual is of uh, artist rendering of porta-potties outside a Home Depot, which is <laughs> fucking hilarious. And what happens is, as these Mexicans, they go into the porta-potty to use them. These porta-potties, they lock from the outside, and then we put them on a flatbed trailer, and we drive them back across the border into Mexico. <laughs> make America great. And they would show these ads, and the Trump supporters liked the ideas. As they were watching them, they would nod their head thoughtfully. Like, one guy laughed at one part. Uh, I'll tell you the next one. Uh, but they, then they would talk about it and say, well, you know, it's an extreme idea, but... Trump is an extreme guy, and this is where ideas begin, and then you tweak them and you make them better. And so the next ad was literally, um, we all know Mexicans make the best housekeepers, so that's how we trick them. We're going to build little tiny houses, and when the Mexicans go in to clean the houses, we lock the doors from the outside, then we put the house on a flatbed trailer and drive <laughs> it into Mexico. And what the people reasoned was, is they said, well, then they'd be less likely to come back across the border because we'd give them a house. We'd lock them in a small house like a, <laughs> in Mexico, so they'd stay there. They bought all of it. That, and then that, they, that they, one actually makes me a little bit happy and in a weird kind of way. I'm like, at least they're saying they want them to have a house somewhere. At least they're totally yes. not just like, hey, let them sleep in a ditch. Fuck that. We're, we're taking a little house back, though, right? We're not letting those freeloaders just keep our house. <laughs> That we deported them in, like, I, I don't know. Oh, Glasses half full with that one, I say. I, uh, um, oh, fuck, I can't remember. They got them to do testimonials at the end, say crazy shit, like, uh, I believe in the porta potty plan, but they, they, they got them to say crazier shit than that. My, the, my two favorite fake commercials were, uh, we're going to build a wall, but until we can get the wall built, we're going to put up an invisible fence. And what we're going to do is we're going to disguise shock collars as bling because Mexicans like to wear bling. So if they try and cross the border, they're going to get a shock. And people bought it again. They, they started coming up with, well, maybe we can microchip Mexicans uh, so that they get shocked. It was wow. fucking insane. And then the best one of them all was, uh, we all know abortion's bad, but we can't make it illegal. So what we're going to do is we're going to put abortion clinics in economically depressed areas where people need abortions, but we're going to make it fun. So, and I don't remember how they phrased it, but that, as they said, we're going to make it fun. It was Trump Taj Mahal casino and abortion clinic. So you go in to get an abortion and you get a stack of chips and the people started reasoning and saying, Oh, that's a good idea. Put abortion clinics in clinics in economically depressed areas and yeah make it fun but then they started putting limits on it saying well you can only get a stack of chips with your first abortion you can't go in and get abortion after abortion just to get gambling chips because you know people are going to do that like these are actual people 
coming believing these commercials and then trying to make them better by it's it's crazy man i mean we've always known those people were out there but uh, trump like brings them to the limelight he sort of brings them front and center and it's just like this is now what the republican party is going to be all about like this is going to be the new quote unquote mainstream republican party i mean it's not the the, the last all the presidents and presidential candidates in the republican party from the past who are still alive are not endorsing this guy which is insane i never thought i'd see any shit like that but uh it's 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 just it's sort of like fun to see all the the mainstream republican guys just kind of diving out off the side of this ship before it sinks i mean they're they're either endorsing Gary Johnson or at the, at the bare minimum not endorsing Trump. I mean, there's plenty who are, but just the the insane number of like big, big heavyweights in the Republican Party who are not endorsing him is, is just, it's, it's, it's unreal, man. And we've, I think what's interesting is I said this a few years ago, not on the podcast, but I remember having a conversation, maybe it was the last election, talking about what an interesting time we live in um, where it was probably the election before with Sarah Palin where I, I made the comment that we are watching the downfall of society and or maybe the Republican Party. I don't know which it was. Well, I think it's the Republican Party, man, because... It, well, I say that now that it's the Republican Party, but when Sarah Palin was popular and people were voting for her, I was saying that, holy shit, you get to watch America turn the corner and go from being quote, the greatest nation on earth to just shit hillbilly. The thing is now we see that they're passionate minorities because he's going to get crushed in the general. Oh, yeah. But what's frightening is when states like Texas and Alabama still go red. It would be neat to see something like Texas go blue because of Houston and Dallas and Austin. Oh, I read this the other day that um, Utah is in play. Hillary's going to start advertising in Utah because Mormons hate the fuck out of Trump. Well, yeah, most of the religious right does not like him. He's not, he's, yeah. he's not what they're Except all about. Except for evangelicals who fucking love him because they're the most insanely stupid of insanely, insanely. Yeah, evangelicals, evangelicals are behind are like him the, for some fucking reason, but. Uh, well, they're like the ISIS of Christianity in a way. They don't blow people up, but they're that batshit stupid insane for their version of their religion. Well, but I think if anything, it, it shows sort of an overall leaning toward being religiously moderate on their side because any anybody who's i'm not even religious never have been i can tell that this fucking guy is faking it on the religious shit okay i mean this is coming from a guy who doesn't know fuck all about the bible never have don't care don't feel like reading it ever uh don't know anything about it don't i have very little knowledge of what happens in church or how church people talk about church when they talk about church but that guy talks about church and i'm like yeah you're fucking bullshitting you know you're you you're you're just saying that you're a devout religious person because you're running for the republican party and so it has to be very obvious to a religious person that this guy's just talking out his ass uh, but it, just saying you're religious is enough for them as opposed to actually being Christian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, what I what I got out of what you just said translates in my mind to it takes a bullshitter to know a bullshitter. What you're saying is what, like, 
when I see Trump, I see, I know this has been said before, someone that didn't read the book trying to give a book report. Right. Exactly. And that's, he sounds like you or I would sound if we tried to pretend to be uh, religious. Like if I was told you have five minutes, get on stage and talk about the Bible, I would sound like Trump. Just very vague, like, oh, the Garden of Eden, that's where it all started. Uh, Adam and Eve, number one and number two. The, the, like the, the very basic general knowledge I have of the Bible is limited and that's, you know, so when you see him just spewing bullshit, you're like, oh, yeah, I recognize that. That's how I would sound. Well, yeah, but if you're a religious person and he's spouting, it's, it's got to be even more obvious, you know? Like, right. it's got to be more obvious to these these hardcore evangelicals who are backing him that he's bullshitting. But the fact that he bullshits is enough. The fact that he fakes is is, is enough for them. Whereas I don't think 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, I don't think it would have been. Yeah, I uh, there was a great thing on the Daily Show. Um, I think it was Jordan Klemper did the interview. I'm not positive, but he interviewed uh, some evangelicals that were endorsing Trump, and they were completely anti-Hillary. And he really, at, at every turn, nailed them on their hypocrisy and got got one guy stunned silent, where he talked about, well, Hillary's a bad wife because Bill Clinton cheated on her, so she must have done something wrong. And the guy turned it around and like, oh, so when Donald Trump cheats on his wife, Donald Trump is okay because he's a guy that cheated. It was on the wife that he eventually divorced. So that's why you're voting for him. And the guy just sat there like, uh, well, I know he's a good Christian and he, he needs forgiven. Like he had nothing to say. And that was with every aspect of Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. This is the, the family values party all getting behind a guy who's on his third Eastern European trophy wife at half his age. It's fucking nuts, man. Yep, and when uh, the, the nudes of her were released, it was, oh, this is a celebration of the human body, whereas when Michelle Obama wears a sleeveless dress, how dare she show her arms? They almost went, like, Muslim on her. You know, like, cover up, cover up. It was like, the hypocrisy is insane. Right, yeah, yeah. All that shit they were talking about, Michelle Obama's arms, it's like, dude, you... She's bas- she's somewhere in between a model and a porn star at this point. Like, are are, are you kidding me? Are you uh, really? They're, oh, we're all about Jesus and family family values and women being modest. And it's just like, what are you doing? This is not. Yeah, it's the hypocrisy, right? Like, I wouldn't care if this was if this was uh, I, anybody else's. If this was a Democrat's wife, Green Party, Libertarian, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he married a hot woman. It's none of your fucking business what she does. But the fact that it's the Republican Party, the oh, be be all in in line with Christian family values at all times. Otherwise, we won't support you, and we don't believe in what you do. The fact that they're doing it—that's fucking hilarious. That I I absolutely love this. I mean, and it goes back to Sarah Palin. Not to dredge up the past, but uh, people were making this comment in two thousand eight. Um, if Obama had run for office as a black man and had a daughter that had an out-of-wedlock kid, they would have gone batshit crazy on him. You know, like, oh, bad parenting. Right, uh, right. You know, the, the kid got pregnant. And, but when it's Bristol Palin, who has since shit out her second kid, well, now she's married, but either way, she shit out two kids um, before marriage, all the while preaching abstinence only. And it's like, 
and and no and if you even begin to call them on the hypocrisy to their face then they take it as an attack and how dare you and fuck it's just insane well i think what palin was all about was they've they've kind of become the party of if if you're not a straight white male above X amount of years in age who makes above X amount of dollars, we don't really give a fuck about you. And I'm not saying that's necessarily true with every one of their candidates. I, I, I'm saying that's that's what they, public image-wise, on a national level, kind of let their party become. And, and there's a lot of moderate candidates who realize that and have tried to kind of uh, turn the tables or at least do damage control on that. And Trump's kind of the opposite. So, I mean, that's why he's really going to get killed in the uh, in the, the general election. But I, I think maybe Palin was McCain's way of sort of doing that. Like, oh, look, now here's some diversity. We found a, a woman. She doesn't fit that category. You can vote for us. This is a new Republican Party. When it, We're not sexist and racist and homophobic like we used to. But I, I think that might that's the only thing fucking logical reason for why he would have done that well see i thought it was the reverse i thought it was because fox news was already important then and we were the tea party was just you know in its tiny tiny infancy well yeah i mean was, i think it did help so i thought they were sort of the more catering. conservative yeah. like economic yeah. stuff and but then it also as far as you know reaching out to them because there's let's face it there's other people in the Republican Party who he could have picked that were very very conservative I, I mean that that were candidates you know he could have picked Ted Cruz he could have picked Rick Santorum that would have reached out to the far right but he was Those like are both despicable people however not that Sarah Palin's not but nobody realized it then everybody knew by that point. All right, you don't want to talk to... Was, was Cruz even around then? I don't think so. I, don't I, th I thought he ran, but I, I could no. be wrong. Either way, there was Fred Thompson. There was all kinds of guys. But, like, it, they wouldn't have been despicable to the people on the far right, though, is what I'm saying. And if that's the whole purpose of picking Palin, then that would have done it, and it, it probably would have gone farther with them. But I think there's also that sort of sense of, I am going to have to reach out to the left, or at least the swing voters in the middle, during the general election, and I think the fact that I'm picking a a, a, a woman who's significantly younger than most of the candidates running, um, I it, it could at least help with that too. It's it's it it could it could win me over some people on the far right, and it makes us look a little more progressive as a party if we have someone who's not a straight white male above X amount of years running in some way, shape, or form. But it ended up biting us in the ass because she turned out to be fucking nuts. But Trump does not do that at all. Like, I have been dead wrong about Trump on so many levels. For one thing, I, I never thought he would get far in the primaries at all. And then I was like, okay, well, now that he is going to be the nominee, he flip-flops on shit all the time. He's going to run the middle now. He's going he's gonna to run left now that he's... Well, he said he was going to. He said, well, not left, but he... Remember, he had that quote. He's like, uh, you wait, I'll show you how presidential I can be. I'll, I'll show you how president. You want to see someone act presidential? But now that was back then, and now he's saying, well, why would I change? I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm not going to change. But acting presidential is kind of a vague term. I mean, you could interpret that many ways. I'm saying True. he's, he's going to start, I thought he was going to start uh, using rhetoric that would appeal to the left more, or at least the middle, the swing voters, what you have yeah. to go after in a general election. But he's doing the opposite, man. He's getting crazier. He's getting more fringe and right wing. And I don't know if he's just fucking nuts or if he's thinking, well, there's a whole bunch of those right wing psychos in the woods uh, 
doomsday preppers who don't vote because they think it's bullshit. And maybe there are so many of them and they'll hear my message that they'll come out and hit the polls. And I'll, that's the only logical way you could be thinking on this. Whereas Hillary Clinton's playing it pretty good, man. Like she got a, a vice president who's fairly boring and, and pretty far right leaning as a as a Democrat goes. You know, I mean, he's he's, he's pretty moderate. And I, I mean, if. if like I didn't watch the entire convention, obviously, but I, I saw clips and it it kind of looked like something you would have seen parts of it anyway at a, a Republican convention maybe ten years ago, right? I mean, well, that's what they were saying. Is suddenly like people were confused. They're like, when did the Democrats become the party of patriotism? Right. Because they were all about the flag and loving America, and that general screaming about we need to crush ISIS. Like, what the fuck, man? But. Either way, that's, I mean, she's trying to take that bowling ball and put it right down the center of the main, the, the lane. If anything, leaning a little bit right now because it's a general election. you got to run right. you got to get those people on the fence, right? And as people are, are jumping out of the Republican boat like it's the Titanic right now. And I think she's picking them up. Like, swing vote. Like that shit he was saying about, uh, about oh, the Second Amendment can help us deal with Hillary or her her you know her picks for the the, the court man I'm, I'm just like court yeah the supreme court i don't know why i couldn't think of the word supreme there but i like that's that's not going for swing voters like could you imagine if somebody actually did shoot one of them i mean like if you if you're if you suggest like oh you should maybe take out my political opponent or, or at least you know stage a military coup with your arms and then someone assassinates him, that's not going to look good. Like, for example, I support Jill Stein, right? Like Jill Stein. If she came out tomorrow and was like, I support recycling so much that I think someone should turn my two opponents into organic compost. And then a bunch of hipsters <laughs> in Brooklyn took her call to arms and slathered their faces in organic camo and and, and, and picked up the, the assault rifles that were small enough that their frail vegan arms could shoulder them. And they ran down <laughs> to the debates and they yelled, Jill Stein Akbar, man, Jill Stein Akbar. And they just completely mowed down the candidates and their VPs. I'd be like, yeah, I might vote for Gary Johnson now, man. I don't really support a lot of his economic policies, but she went Game of Thrones crazy, and that was the Red Wedding all over again. I'm not, like, you think the swing voters would be cool with that shit? They would go, well, I've been watching more Game of Thrones than I have the election, and um, I believe in trial by combat. Uh, Hillary is dead and Trump is alive because it is the will of the gods, and therefore I will vote for Trump. Like, that's insane, dude. You're, you're losing swing voters with crazy shit like that. And they are important. I do have some... Uh bad news for you on you on jill stein there i don't have it up or anything but uh, she was caught on tape pandering which politicians do to uh some of the crazies you know how we've talked about in the past how she occasionally like well you know maybe vaccines do cause autism but you, you said it's not one of her top 10 platforms right uh she was speaking to a group of crazies and one of them suggested that uh, the wi-fi wireless we have in our house like if we hook up a wi-fi wireless router it causes cancer in brains in kids brains and she said, yes, we need to study that. It is very important that we study the effects of wireless on children's brains and whether or not it causes cancer. 
instead of saying, uh, that's a little silly, let's talk about the electromagnetic spectrum and how it doesn't, you know. So she she is not above pandering to crazy herself. Not, I, not telling... crazy to the point of shooting, but uh, not telling someone that, you know, you're a little off there. <laughs> telling <laughs> a white her... guy with dreadlocks you think he should do a study. Uh, that's, that's small cookies next to, uh, I don't know, foreign <laughs> policy, economic policy, uh, you, you know, drug laws. I, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take those things over telling a white guy with dreadlocks, uh, to go eat mushrooms and, and do whatever the spirits tell him to do. I'll, I'll, I'll take someone who, who makes her own jewelry, but has, has my back on, on, on the big issues. I uh, I wanted to segue into this uh, much earlier um, before we close. We're, we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, I read an article, and and I remember you saying something that made me say, "Ooh, ooh, I should segue into this right now." We were talking about something about female modesty, and I can't remember what. Um, but uh, France uh, just banned the burkini from beaches, and I just wanted to say that because. I love the term burkini, and I saw a couple pictures of it. It's a burka swimming suit that covers the woman head to toe, but it's a swimming suit. The burkini. And uh, I wish I could remember where I wanted to insert that, but I didn't want to interrupt you, and now it's out of context. But I just I just like the term burkini. I do, I too. Close. But that's that's why France is getting fucked up, at least one of the reasons, man. It is, because they're, they're going after the religion, and it, it, that creates extremism. But on France's... I, I sort of see France's point, which is, it's 2016, get over your stupid fucking religion. And you know that when I say that, I mean that to all religions. The evangelicals, like, this nonsense bullshit, it just, at what point do you make people grow up and put down the stupid sexist burqa, you know, like, it's, it's segregation only on women as opposed to African American, blacks, you know, like. Well, yeah, but if they're doing it willingly, you can't. Now I get that. Yeah, they, they are they, an they maybe in the been, household. They get the shit kicked out of them if they don't do it. You know, or well, they get they, ostracized from society. It takes a lot to like throw off your burqa and run away from and and leave behind your entire family. It does. Know, I get that a lot of them have been brainwashed from a young age. But the thing is, if a woman decides that's what she wants to do, that's what she wants to do. I mean, at, at a certain point, you have to say that people are adults and they make their own choices. You, you, you say, like, okay, we don't have laws that make you wear burqas. If there's areas where guys are harassing women for, you know, walking down the street without having their head covers, which does happen in Europe from time to time, um, you, then, yeah, you, you obviously put a stop to that somehow. But if, if you say, like, you, you can't wear is burka? It's 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 discrimination, man. I mean, it's 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 not good. It is. I, it's not good. But I mean, there needs. I don't know how to do it. There's got to be edu- This maybe you make the law now, and in fifty to seventy-five years, it blows over. Where it's finally like, it take progress is slow, but it has to start somewhere. And at some point, as I said, fucking people have to get over their, the bullshit aspects to their religion. If you want to be a Muslim, that's great. If you want to worship God, that's great. But that's like even the Christians that say gay is bad. You need to pray away the gay, gay conversion therapy. It's just as stupid. You know, that 
those should be banned also. I think in America, you should ban gay conversion treatment centers. They, they should be illegal. I'm comparing the two, the burqa and the, and the gay conversion. I think it's all the same. Well, it's yeah, something but that is if, wrong if someone voluntarily wants to go to one of those camps, it's different than like, I, I'm a parent and my, my kid is technically my property before they're 18, so I'm sending him to some place where they're going to slam his dick in a Bible for two weeks until he likes women. That's Yeah, that's a little fucked up. But if, if you're a dude who is just like, I love Jesus more than cock, and I'm going to go here and gag on the Bible for a while until I like pussy, I you know, like at a certain point, you're a fucking adult. I think it's dumb. I think you should just do what you're naturally geared to do. But I mean, if I if I sit there and pick at you from going into Jesus land, uh, that almost makes me as bad as the bigots who are telling you not to do what you want to do. You want to fucking bang dudes. Cool. Uh, you don't want to bang dudes and you want to try to I, I use the Bible as some kind of smoker's patch. That That's your own prerogative, dude. You're an adult. You do what you want. You want to dress like a fucking mummy at the beach when it's 100 degrees? I think that's kind of stupid, but I, I'm not going to stop you. I mean, in, in fact, furthermore, if, if I do try to stop you and I, I'm doing this kind of shit, it's basically me saying your religion is bad as a whole, which I do believe that, but I don't think the government should be saying that. Why? Because you're going to piss off an entire huge segment of the population, and then they're going to be more easily radicalized at that point because you're basically telling them you're not one of us by doing that. And while I agree that they're they're silly religious people, I I'm not going to sit there and pick fights with them over the burqa because I would say, I would argue that the burqa is a symptom of the problem and not the cause. And you're oh, not, I agree with that. You're, you're, you're causing the cause is going to get stronger if you try to shit on things like the burqa. I say, you know, go after the cause. A good way to go after the cause, fucking be cool to them. Because if you're cool to them, as as cool as you can possibly be, they're not going to have a lot of good reasons for fucking with you. Like, for example, I have, I live in um, Astoria, Queens. I'm, I'm a couple streets away from a street called Steinway Street. It's all shops and stores. It's as far as you can go, man. I mean, and there's... Uh, a couple city blocks worth, so it's, it's, I don't know, maybe half a mile, something like that, where, I mean, they, I think people call it here Little Egypt, but it's all Middle Eastern restaurants and shops, right? Um, all, I, all, like the whole strip, you know? And it's a, it's a mostly Arabic neighborhood, you know? And, and no fucking problems. No fucking problems. Are there women in head wraps and burkas? Yeah, but there's also other people there, too. Everybody goes there. You know, you, you see everybody there. No one fucks with anyone. And it's it's great, man. It's 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 a good time. Whereas in Europe, they pull shit like this. Like you can't wear your burkini at the beach and and people get more segmented off and it causes problems. Then you do have these groups because people don't feel like they're they're wanted there and, and they feel like the government and most of the people are out to get them. You do get people getting more radicalized and you do have like roaming gangs of of younger males telling women to cover up if they walk through their neighborhood, whether they're Muslim or not. And just, and then you have, you know, counter groups to that, just fucking, um, right wing nationalist guys who are like, Oh, we're going to go, uh, protect this from happening. But of course they just end up fucking up a bunch of innocent people who aren't doing that. And, and, and it just, it's, it spirals down, man. And so these crazy burqa laws, that's, that's all it does is it's like the first domino. And I wouldn't even call it the first domino, but it's, <laughs> it is a domino in that whole effect. I did not interrupt you because when I was done laughing, I sat here with a smile half the time and 
I got nothing. You uh, you win this round. I I do not yeah! have a counter to all that. I I agree with you. I just I especially where you said it's it's the the symptom not the cause. But that's why I said you make the law now and in 75 years it, it's blown over. I, sure that's that's wrong. I how do you get at the cause? It's got to be education like you say, being cool to them and I I suppose win through kindness instead of banning the burkini. You just got to like expose them to better instead of forcing it upon them. So Jake, uh, Oh yeah, man. Round. Just, just walk next to them. Uh, not dressed in eight layers of, of black cloth in a hundred degrees. Just wave in shorts. You know what I'm saying? And just be real nice. At a certain point, they're going to be like, eh, this is kind of fucking dumb, ain't it? Like she hasn't got struck by a Sheila over there. My friend at work has not got struck by a bolt of lightning yet. I should maybe <laughs> dump the mummy suit, man. This is fucking bullshit. This is true. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Later.